Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Earn Your Life podcast with David Fernandez Jr. I am excited about this episode. We have a very special guest. Her name is Angel Aviles. She is an author, a mindset coach. She's an amazing soul, beautiful person um, that has an amazing heart. Just uh, having a conversation with her, I connected with her and she's uh, she's amazing. I actually been a fan a long time as well. She uh, was an actress when she was younger. And she's known for Sad Girl and uh, Mi Vida Loca and uh, did many other things as well. And so, Angel, thank you so much for being on my podcast. David, it's such a pleasure to be here. Just really quickly, I wanted to um, just let you know and your audience know as well. Uh, we just hung up because you asked me what how I pronounced my last name. Yes. Which is Aviles, um, but that's how I pronounce it. It's technically, I guess, if you looked at the Spaniards, the way the Spaniards pronounced it, it would be Aviles because there's supposed to be an accent over the E. But my brother, who was Rick Aviles, who was a comedian and an actor as well, and my very best friend in the whole world, he turned it into Aviles. And so I always thought that had so much more swagger. And I definitely (laughs) adopted that pronunciation as well. I love that. I love that. And I'm so glad that I asked too. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I honored your name, you know, properly. So I'm glad, I'm glad that, uh, that worked out. So, you know, here on this earn your life podcast, what we do is we dive in deep and we dive in deep from the jump. And so I kind of wanted to get to know you and have my audience get to know you and kind of focus on your book, because I know that your book is about your life. So the book is called too happy to be sad girl. And uh, how did that all come about? So Too Happy to be Sad Girl is actually one of the opening lines in Mi Vida Loca. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where you see her in the tattoo shop and they're talking about how she came about her name. And the line is, Sleepy says, she's too happy to be sad girl. They don't say that to me anymore. You know, they say, she's too, you're too happy to be sad girl. And they don't say that to me anymore. And it's a really sort of um, chilling line because you see this young woman and she's just looking like life is being sucked out of her. Yeah. And um, so the book, how the book came about is that I lived my life from that point on. Uh About um, 10 years ago, I started writing this book about 10 years ago. And what happened was, what happened was, um, (laughs) I um, had this amazing life. I was working as an actor and I had children. I was married. And all of a sudden I started experiencing debilitating panic and anxiety attacks. Um, Yeah, the kind that were starting to prevent me from living my daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something that became so increasingly embarrassing for me that I would spend hours sometimes crying in my closet about it. Mm -hmm. I missed life events like friends, weddings. Um, it just got so uncomfortable that I would even sometimes be afraid that I wouldn't be able to get in my car. Mm -hmm. And, um, in my book, I talk about like what the incident that sparked that whole thing was Mm -hmm. and how I eventually sort of went on a treasure hunt to find my own wellness in body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, it's 2022. I can happily say that I have not had a panic attack in over 10 years and over a decade. And 
uh, if you've ever had a panic attack or you've ever had an anxiety attack where it can feel like death is coming upon you, yeah, um, that is, it's a treasure. It's a pleasure to say that. I say that with such absolute gratitude. My book was about just all the modalities that I floated in and out of and I tried and I experimented with and I explored to really reclaim my wellness. I love that. I love that. So um, thank you. Thank you for sharing. And, and I, I want to dive in deeper. If you're open to it, would you be willing to share um, the the experience that triggered or that that kind of brought upon the anxiety and panic attacks? Yes. Now, what I want to say is that this one experience was sort of the pinnacle. It was the kind of like the height, the thing that would have on the surface might have seen like, oh, that was the incident that sparked it. Mm -hmm. But really, it was a series of decisions I had made through my entire life leading up to this. It was unresolved trauma. It was so much more than just this incident. And I want to say that. But what sparked the actual panic attacks, the agoraphobia, the claustrophobia was a family vacation. And we were in Florida. We were at Disney World, which was Mm -hmm. one of my favorite places in the whole world growing Mm -hmm. up. You know, it was a real treat growing up in New York and being able to go down there. And it was just such I had such magical memories that I wanted to create with my family. And I went down with my husband and I have three kids and they were all young and we were just down there and living our best lives and going Mm -hmm. on rides. And I got on this ride and along the way, there were all these signs that were saying, you know, if you are claustrophobic, get off the line, do not ride this ride. Yeah. I was like, they're not talking to me because I'm not claustrophobic, right? I grew up (laughs) in New York, right? Uh, You know, you're on the subway. It's a very congested place. You don't have time for claustrophobia. You've got to move past, right? So I knew they weren't talking to me. Now, Now, real quick for my audience members, some might not know what claustrophobia means. What does that mean? So claustrophobia is a fear, phobia of being enclosed so Got being it. in tight spaces like being in the elevator or something like being that. in an elevator some people think like coffins for me it manifested in um in uh airplanes it can be Got anywhere it. that feels enclosed mm-hmm. so uh you start to get this feeling of of uh, like choking but anyway i'll get yeah. to that okay okay um, so my oldest daughter, who was around 10 at the time, said, I'm not going to ride this ride. And she, you know what, she must have been a little bit older. She might have been about 12, but she had determined that she wasn't going to get on that ride. She was, in fact, already feeling panicked at the thought of being in an enclosed area. So we said, OK, go ahead and wait and we're all going to get on this ride and we'll see you on the, at the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Now. I, like I said, had never been claustrophobic, but I got on this ride and they closed us into this pod. And as soon as I heard the click of the, of the pod closing and the belt going around me, yeah, I felt like I was going to die. Mm. I felt like I was in my own coffin and I was about to die. And really the only reason I didn't 100% scream and freak out and start yelling, let me out 
was because my kids were there and I looked at my baby girl who was about seven mm -hmm. and I thought, I'm going to die in this chair and I'm going to die quietly because yeah. I did not want to freak her out. Mm -hmm. But it was the worst experience of my life. And after that, I couldn't ride on planes. I couldn't be in elevators. I couldn't be in any enclosed spaces. Um, when I, ironically, when I tell you that I was crying in my closet, I had a walk-in closet that I felt safe in. It was mm -hmm. the only enclosed space that I could be in. Got it. And, um, and that was kind of a trigger for a couple of years of really, really crazy experiences. Yeah. You know, I, I feel, um, for some reason, and I may be wrong, please correct me, but I feel like that you've been on this journey of healing, like even ancestral trauma. I don't know why that's coming up for me. Am I, am I off? Am I? Absolutely. I mean, I really believe that energy doesn't die. In fact, that it just gets recreated, repurposed, refocused, rechanneled. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I do think that like so many of us, we are all um, experiencing certain degrees of ancestral trauma, mm -hmm. whether whether we're aware of it or not. I mean, racism yeah. is ancestral trauma, you know, right. just all kinds of discrimination, um, poverty. Yeah. So these are all things that affect our entire being, not just our minds, but our bodies and our spirits as well. Yeah. And so when you say that, um, you know, obviously that that Disney World experience was the pinnacle, what how how did you grow up? How was your environment growing up? Like what what um, instilled that fear in you, you know, or you being in your mind the way you were, you know, like I, I want to know. So growing up, you know, I grew up in New York City. A lot of people are shocked to hear that because I played like the the iconic Chola yeah. from LA. <laughs> yeah. um, great but... acting, great acting. That's the side of a great actor right there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so I didn't grow up in LA. I wasn't a Chola, but I did grow up in the Bronx. And I, I was born on the Lower East Side where there's a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Dominicans, um, just definitely black and brown growing okay. up. And, um, you know, I grew up in a very creative environment. Like I said, my brother, Rick Avilas, was an actor. I don't know if you remember the film Ghost. Yeah, I do. He played Willie Lopez. Oh, okay. Look at that. Okay. So I had Mi Vida Loca and he had Ghost, right? Yeah. These iconic characters. But I uh, grew up in a lot of creativity, definitely poverty. And as a result of, you know, just growing up in the hood, basically, and I want to say that I did not feel like I grew up in the hood. I did not know I grew up in the hood until I left the hood. You know what I'm there saying? Like, yeah, I got you. I got you. My parents did the best they could, especially my mom, to um, foster creativity in our household. Um, so I grew up with a lot of opportunities to express myself. My mom was really well educated. Yeah. So she wanted different for her life. This is all in my book. It's a whole complicated <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. A whole complicated um, series of things. Mm -hmm. um, there was um, abuse. So I was sexually molested when I was five. And I think that that was an underlying issue that 
I just kind of like brushed off like so many of us do like, well, it is what it is. It happened. Yeah. And I went on to live my life from that space. And I guess all along I had determined that I don't care what the fuck happens, but I know that's not going to happen to me again. Yeah. I know nobody's going to do anything that I don't want them to do. And I sort of just buried it, but also created a hardness about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, That in combination with just continually meeting and attracting the kinds of people in my life that would say, you know, make sure that, you know, you're too emotional. Make sure that you control Mm -hmm. yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So not really going in deep to do a lot of the more necessary healing. Yeah. And I think just layer upon layer of trying to be something that I wasn't. Yeah. Trying to live up to my idea of what a perfect mom, wife, woman living in Los Angeles was supposed to be. And none of those was actually who I was. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that it's it's uh it's so wild. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine last night and uh he ended up having like a heart attack because he was so stressed. His, his wife was going through a, 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 you know, a leukemia or whatever the case is. I don't want to get into too many details, but he literally, um, you know, that heart attack kind of woke him up and he realized that, you know, he was keeping everything inside. You know, he was trying to hold everything together and be strong or what we think is being strong. Right. But it was killing him. And, uh, he, he realized now that vulnerability is the ultimate strength, you know, being able to, to, to feel. And I think that's like the ultimate strength and gift that we all have. It's just that we're not, we're, we're, we're not taught that, you know, a, a lot of times growing up, cause I grew up, uh, you know, in poverty and stuff like that. And my neighborhood is like, Oh, you gotta be strong. You know, you can't show weakness. And it was, it's the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I understand that, aspect as well you know people are trying to protect their hearts whatever 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 but isn't it interesting that um like it starts from when we're young you know it starts from when we're young or whatever we get exposed to or whatever the case may be and it can come with us up to whatever unless we're willing to to face it right unless we're willing to face or feel what we're trying to like protect ourselves run or or run from right Without a doubt, I always uh, tell my clients that coping is not healing. Mm-hmm. They're two completely different things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give credit to where credit is due. In my coping, I did a hell of a job and I created an amazing life. <laughs> you know, a girl from the hood, starring in movies in Hollywood, buying her house. I had all the things and all the things that went along with the things. Yeah. But coping, I got those from coping and straight grit. Like, I'm not going to fail. Mm-hmm. However, that's all built on on an illusion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the reality is that you're right. It exists and it's going to be there no matter what. I'm in Mexico. I've been living here for the last six months. And one of the things about Mexico City that's so so fascinating is that the ins- entire city is built on these rivers and swamplands. And so all of this incredible architecture and these Spaniards came in to conquer the new world and mm-hmm. colonialize this area and everything is sinking. Mm-hmm. 
And in so many ways, I think that that's how we are taught to build our lives. Yeah. Just like the colonial is the colonialist came and they built on top of all of this native sacred, all of native sacred temples yeah. and they built on top. But what they didn't realize was they were building, it was on an illusion and this place was sinking. And yeah. ultimately the all of the native artifacts are coming back up like they all yeah. to the top you cannot hide the truth you can't run you can't hide you can't it's in this such a powerful analogy by the way that you just shared but isn't it isn't it interesting how at the end of the day no matter what it's facing it it's yeah. it's, it's the magic it's looking in the mirror. It's feeling it. It's that's the magic. No matter what, on on whatever level, right? Whatever yes. level, it's 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 there. All the answers are there in that sense, right? Without a doubt. And you're so <laughs> right about the vulnerability being the strength because now walking around in my reality, in my authenticity, in yeah. in who I am, it's viewed as as courage. You know, I have gray hair, and I yeah. I do what I do. I say what I say. Yeah, I wrote what I wrote, and <laughs> it's viewed as courage. And yeah. really, the courage was in just being real and yeah. crying and yeah. stomping and being mad and being disappointed and being all of those things yes. that we're taught are, you know, the flip side of that light, that light coin. Yeah. But what I realized too, is that those very people that were telling me that I shouldn't be that mm -hmm. were just protecting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not all <laughs> capable of handling yeah. that. So I yeah. do want to share with your audience, if anyone is going through it, if you feel depressed, if you feel anxious, if you feel panicked mm -hmm. and people aren't taking you seriously or they're telling you that it's all in your head and suck it mm -hmm. up and do whatever it is, be, get, be strong. You yeah. got to be strong. Then I, I want you to take your story outside of your circle. And I want you to find the help that you need because there's help out there. And there are people that are trained. There are people that can handle it. There are people that want to handle it. Yeah. You're just not talking to the right people. You, you know what's so beautiful? I don't know about you. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Like, I feel like we're going through this awakening right now. And I'm talking about collectively, right? And uh, of course, the duality is always going to be there. But I just, for some reason, I'm seeing so much more people. Maybe it's because of social media. Maybe it's always been there. I don't know. But it seems like so many more people are talking about, like, mental health, emotional health, uh, just well-being all around. I feel more people are having the conversation. And that lights me up because that's the one thing is that we're never taught to deal with our feelings. Like, we are emotional beings, like, but we're never taught that at our schools and our upbringing. Like, that's just not something that is talked about, like what we're talking about right now. And I think that's like the one thing, the number one thing that we should be exposed to as a child on how to deal with, um, you know, just situations or trauma or our feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel that there is an awakening happening collectively. And of course, everyone's on their own journey or whatever the case may be. 
but people are showing up like people are starting to show up you know like yourself and i think it's just such a beautiful thing because that vibration needs to continue to spread you know what i'm saying i know i work with kids ever since i was a kid 19 years old and i know and i see it i i'm i'm an empath i guess you could say as well so i feel it i see it uh, people are drowning you know what I'm saying? People are running, trying to run, and they're tired, and they're drowning, and they don't know what to do, you know? And so I'm glad that people like yourself are 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 doing what you're doing, you know, living your purpose and doing what you're doing, because we need more people like you. Just know that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel definitely like I'm settled into my calling, and it's, it's the most... Um, uh, comfortable time of my life, even though it looks like I do crazy things. Like, you know, I just decided I'm going to go live in Mexico, but uh, <laughs> you're free, girl, you're free freedom. I love that. Right. I, I, I'm the most free that I've ever been in my life. And so I do feel um, charged. I feel totally prepared to do exactly what I'm doing with my life, which is, yes, I'm coaching people to, Learn how to get free as well, how to create the life that they want to live and to just basically stop doing the things that they hate. Because in our lives, we do more things that we cannot stand than we do of the things that we absolutely love. Yeah. And mostly it's because we're afraid that we can't make a living doing what we love or we can't. There's yeah. so much I can't, we can't do this. Right. We're told we can't so much of the time that we start to believe it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's interesting because to me, like how I learned or how, I, how I got to this, uh, awareness, right. is through the experience that I had, um, working at these camps where we would bring up a hundred students up to this camp to the mountain and, we would create a safe space to talk about our, our, you know, all the isms, right? But in reality, what it was is creating a safe space to, to be real and to be open and to be vulnerable. And it always took one person to uh, one, one student to step into that courage, you know, and just share what they were really feeling. And that was like the domino effect. Then all of a sudden, everyone's, you know, crying, loving, hugging each other. And I thought it was so beautiful. And I think that at the end of the day, like when we're not, able to be for whatever reason be our authentic self it kind of becomes this uh weird energy where we're kind of living within our own our own world per se right and you wonder why you know i i speak to kids all over the country and uh once i set the tone and gain their, their trust like i always uh, you know, ask this question is like, raise your hand if you ever felt alone, disconnected, or like no one really knows the real you. And 98 to 99% of the people, including staff members, raise their hand. And then I hit them with the uppercut. Then I'm like, okay, look around. Everyone's raising their hand. Why is it that we're all feeling alone, disconnected, or like no one really knows um, you when all we are is surrounded by people? And I think that's where um, the key is, is being able to share. And so to my listeners, uh, you know, tuning in right now, like if you're feeling, you know, what, what Angel was talking about, your feelings and, you know, you're, you're stuck or you're, you're, you know, things are going on, like, please like find somebody, find somebody that you can just kind of share your truth with, you know, just share what you feel. And that's the magic that I experienced 
up at those camps. And that's when I really got that awareness was that like, man, like the minute that someone shares their heart and is open and vulnerable, like the, the response was always, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one going through it. Oh man, I can't believe it. Like, and then you get that sense of connection and like, we're all one. So like, we need to feel that sense of connection. So I think that's, that's important to share. You know, I just wanted to share that because you kind of brought it up for me through our conversation. So, so thank you. Thank you for, um, for, you know, just, uh, just kind of sharing everything that you've shared and, and anyone that's resonating with you, like, uh, please follow her too. We'll, we'll share all the, the ways to contact you or whatever as well. But before we do wrap up our, our podcast, I always ask, uh, my guest is so uh here's the question okay mm-hmm. if you had the microphone to the world and the world was listening right now what would you tell them let me think about this deep question right <laughs> mm. i would say i'm only one voice but if you can possibly really begin to listen to the one that's so deep within you, that's the most important voice you should be listening to. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Angel. Anything else that you want to share? Um, uh, because we're about to wrap it up and you know, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of share where people can contact you. Um, you know, so just let me know. Um, definitely. So I am Angel Awakened at uh, on Instagram. Okay. And you can also you can get a copy of my book on on Amazon. I love it. Um, you can also listen to my book for free on YouTube. Just oh wow! Go ahead. Yeah, I uploaded it last year for Christmas. Um, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one Christmas. I was like, I really want this book available for free. It's, it's really just, um, you know, it, it's a chronicle. It's a, it's... Ooh, I think we lost Sorry, you for, was for my, a quick uh, second. Scam call. It's okay. Yeah, it was spam calling. <laughs> <laughs> so I really wanted to, um, I just wanted to gift the world this book because it was a book that took me 10 years to write that's the other thing I want to tell everybody yeah yeah. um I know that everyone has a story and when I wrote my book and I published it and um I finally had it out everyone was like wow this is so awesome so many people contacted me and wanted to know how they could write a book write a book just do it um Mm -hmm. It is a process. It's mine took me 10 years. It took me 10 years to have the courage <laughs> to release all my things because a lot of times, you know, we grow up and it's like, don't put your business out in the street. <laughs> and um, I didn't listen to that. And I'm really, really glad because it's changed a lot of people's lives. It's been read thousands and thousands of times. And I'm really, really grateful. And so you can listen to it for free. Too happy to be sad girl on YouTube. And those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Uh, too happy to be sadgirl.com. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be here with us today and for, for sharing um, your story and for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. 
Um, thank you so much. Like, it makes me really happy to know that, um, you know, you're, you're vibrating on this planet and you're sharing your gifts to the world. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're awesome, Angel. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, David. It was a pleasure being on here with you. Yeah. So go follow her, everyone. Go follow her. She's an amazing soul. Um, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Um, you know, I'm just here trying to connect with like-minded hearts and people that are doing beautiful work in the world. And so, um, thank you. Thank you once again. And don't forget, we got this, this, you know, life is fragile. You know, we have this one, one life that we know of right now and, uh, we're living it. We're in it right now. It's a blink of an eye. So make it worth it. Go for it. Like she said, write that book, whatever you want to do that you've been kind of holding back on, do it do it we got to earn this you know so anyone once again everyone earn your life i love you guys